and it's because I uh, I didn't understand. I mean, I started, it just seemed self-explanatory to me. I thought, you're saved, so how can you not be satisfied with God, right? It, it was kind of like, I don't get this. And um, I'm a little older now, and I, I realize more what she's talking about now. So I wasn't ready for it then. Does that make sense? But I'm ready for it now. So what we talked about last time, I gave you a bunch of questions, and I don't want to know how you scored, but did you look at your questions and kind of score yourself and see how you were doing? I lost mine in my notebook. I uh, well, at least when we were doing it, did you look at your questions? And now, some people feel feel like after they do this little questionnaire, and, and I don't want to know how you felt or didn't feel. This is not that kind of question. Um, basically, some people feel like, well, gee, I'm just not doing so hot with it. <laughs> it's making God recognizable. <laughs> Can you see Him in my life? You know, they. Basically, what you've got to realize is none of us are consistent all the time with showing God's glory. None of us are consistent all the time. We're human. Remember, remember when you get depressed, brother, you're just made from dirt. What being so hard on yourself? <laughs> no, we get a little dusty. God is not as hard on us sometimes as we are. We are. We get real judgmental even with ourselves, and that's something He tells us not to do. You know. Um, like I said, when, when we're doing it right, a lot of times we're just kind of pleasantly oblivious. Okay. <laughs> um, so so that, that's okay. And also, you're, you're not working, you're, you can't, how do I put this? If, you're, if you try too hard, if you try, 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 you can become that judge, you can go to the other side and become that judgmental, angry Christian. That's not being satisfied with God either because um, if this is something God wants you to do, it should, it should come to you. You should, you should be, you should observe where God is working and take part. Does that make sense? A little bit of sense? Tiny bit. Well, it's easier to go to the bad side than it is faster than it is to go to the good side. Yeah, and as Baptists, we have in the, back, so in the past had a tendency to um, really judge the speck in everybody else's eye. Um, if you are making progress, if you looked at your numbers or you looked at your stuff, and you're making progress towards making God more recognizable in your life. Hey, high five, like I tell my four-year-olds, high five. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know. oh, they like this better. Oh, they like it. Now, mine will punch me. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, because I've had a few high five me and ow. So, no. <laughs> uh, but, um. Just, just realize that if you're making progress, you are pleasing God. If we're sedentary, if we've been a pew setter for the last 20 years, and all we are is a pew setter, and we're not making God any more recognizable in our lives, or we're not reaching out to people, or working in any area 
of our life where God is showing his glory, then you're not making progress, okay? If it's all about you, basically, you're not making progress. It's supposed to be all about God. Just put it down simple, okay? <laughs> so that, that's the simplest way I can put it. If you're making pro progress, you got an A. <laughs> God's happy with you. God is being glorified if you're making progress. He, it, you notice the people with the talents. He didn't, the only one that he really, really got upset with was the one who did nothing. He didn't get upset with the one who done, gained a little. He didn't get upset with the one who gained a lot. He, it was, they were faithful servants. The one who hit it in the ground and did nothing, now that, you know, so you're not supposed to be an undercover Christian. You're not supposed to hide it in the ground. Does that make more sense about what we're talking about here? Okay. Now, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. We cannot possibly imagine or understand what God has prepared for us in heaven. We can, we can try, but it's always going to be better. I always tell the kids, there's, it, it's better than the best thing that you can think of that's your favorite thing. It's better than the best ice cream. It's better than the best amusement park. It's better than the best toy. For us women, it's better than the best shopping. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's better than the best anything that you can think of. The best time with your friend. Whatever is your favorite thing, it's better than that, you know. What was that cake they used to have? Better than sex was the name, the name of the cake. Cakes. I've never had that oh, one, but I've yeah. always wondered. It must be really good how it got that name. It is. I, I've never had that one, but I've seen it in cookbooks. You know, I'm thinking, so it, it's better than the best anything. And that's hard for me to imagine. Uh, so I assume it's probably hard for other people to imagine. Now, we are Jesus' treasure. We have this magnificent potential that he planned for us to fulfill. Um, he said of you, I pray for them. I am not praying for the world, but for those you have given me. He's talking about us Christians. For they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. John 17, 9, 10. Um, now, in this context where God is using glory... In this context, he actually is indicating wealth, okay? We're his wealth. We're his treasure. Uh, we're his riches. So if you're making progress, hey, you are a treasure beyond measure. Um, to, in order to live a glorified, liberated life, you have to kind of meet a happy medium. You can't be so hard on yourself, and you can't be so soft on yourself. It's a constant work in progress. Remember the little turtle that won the race? Mm -hmm. Slow and steady wins the race, you know. And the rabbit was just, I'm probably the rabbit, but, <laughs> but the reason the rabbit got itself in trouble was the rabbit becomes so obsessed with, I'm the best, I'm the best, that it wasn't concentrating on just keep the journey, keep steady, keep making progress. And that's what uh, she's trying to tell you here, keep making progress. 
and that you are his treasure. Um, he does not want to take from you. He wants to give you. So even though you feel sometimes like he's taking things away because there are things sometimes that, that are not good for us that we get obsessed with, mm -hmm. you know. Um, he's wanting to free you from those hindrances that keep you from making progress. <coughs> Um, anything that holds you back, anything that holds you back is a stumbling block. Anything that holds you back is, what do we call this, stronghold. Looking for that word. All right, now, did, did any of y'all do your assignments last time? Did y'all, do you remember what I assigned you? No. Okay, as I, as I recall, I had assigned you to, uh, I gave you two passages and I assigned you to make your own prayer, personalize your prayer to God. Did any of y'all do that? Are y'all minded? God, <laughs> <laughs> y'all bad as my four-year-old. What was it in? <laughs> um, let's see, there's Colossians 3.12, and there was 1 Peter 5.5. 5. Yeah, and I had read you one of my prayers and told you kind of what it was. Because um, basically, if you personalize these verses, it's supposed to help you in your progress is what it is. And there are some people that are so adverse to change. They are so stuck in the way they have always done something. And we're fixing to get into that, that it causes them, yes, they're safe. Yes, they have accepted God as their Savior. They may have worked 20 years in the church, but they're not satisfied with God. Now, before, as she puts it, before you kick, kick her out for being a heretic or kick me out for saying, she's not talking about that God isn't satisfying. She's talking about they're not allowing God to be satisfying. Um, let's look at this a little further. John 8, 32. Now, what does it tell us? It is a passage that we cling to a lot. We hear it over and over. John 8, 32. Would someone like to read that for me? Because there they are. I knew I had my reading glasses somewhere. Anybody else have I uh, go ahead and make it, Rinda, because we'll have some more in a minute. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Okay, see, we have no trouble with someone else's truth. We have trouble, it goes back to that spectrum. <coughs> we have trouble with our truth. Um, and we think sometimes we're being true when we're just being really, really hard on ourselves. I used to, I get on a trend, you'd say, oh, I'm just so, I'm just, so messed up. I'm just so blah, 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 and get all down on himself. And I'm like, and it's not what we're talking about. I just want you to do this. Clean your room. <laughs> you know. And um, you know, you feel kinda like drama llama. Okay, well that's kind of what they're saying here is the truth that you need to focus on is the truth he's trying to tell you. Now you don't want to become so inter introspective that you don't get concerned with other people. So that's the progress you're making. Okay, but 
you got to make sure that you actually are making progress in the Christian life and that you are um, trying. You've got to put forth an effort. God, remember the guy with the talents that didn't put forth an effort, burying it in the sand, sitting on your pew for 20 years, reading the same stories in the same Bible and never doing any more studying and listening to the same... When I was a girl, we had a preacher that preached the same sermon every mm-hmm. blasted time I went. And it was Primitive Baptist, and we went once a month, okay? Because he was a traveling preacher, and he said about five or six churches. And um, so I wasn't growing from that. I wasn't being fed. Does, does this make sense? You've got to be fed. Um, if you don't hear anything Steve says, then all you're doing is sitting in church. If you don't hear the message that God's got for you that day, and sometimes the message, I admit, is more for someone else than you, and sometimes it's directly to you, and you're not listening. I've been there. You wake up, you look around. Or, yeah, I'm not saying you went to sleep, but spiritually you went to sleep. You look around, and you're like, what did the preacher say? <laughs> I had my mind on that crock pot. Oh, I had my mind on that new recipe that Linda gave me. <laughs> I don't know. Are you <laughs> yes. hungry? <laughs> Everything eats come back to food. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, I've been really trying to stay away from the gluten, so I'm craving lots and lots of bread. But <laughs> but I've been eating bread. I've just been eating gluten-free bread. Got gluten-free chips over there. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <coughs> so... God intended for the five benefits of being a Christian to become our primary motivation. Now, what were the five benefits? We explored two of them already. To believe God, to glorify Him. Now, benefit number three is to actually find satisfaction in God. Now, what is it to be satisfied? What is it when you're satisfied? Be content. Be content. I like that word content. I like what she used, content. Because a lot of people say, it's to be happy. Happy How can and con- you be happy without contentment? Happy and content are not exactly the same thing. Well, you it's know, like happy you, and joyful aren't the same thing either. Well, it, it's kind of like when Steve and I were going through our struggles with money and the kids were so little and I, we, we had moments of happiness. We were times we were happy, but I was a lot more content in God than I was happy all the time. Because when that bill came in and we had another medical bill or something, no, I wasn't happy with that bill. <laughs> but I was content in God that He was going to help us get through this. Um, so satisfaction and the contentment is more like a resting, an abiding in God. Um, I believe lack of satisfaction, she says, is the hidden scandal of modern Christianity. Though we would not think of admitting it, many Christians are not satisfied with Jesus. Now, I want you to think about this. And I had to, like I said, I put this down the first time that I read because I wasn't sure about this. But I believe... And she says, and I believe this too. Stephen and I talked about this one. I believe a person can receive Christ as Savior, serve Him for decades, and meet Him face to face in glory without ever having experienced true satisfaction in Him. 
And I could not wrap that around my head when I first picked the study up. But now that I'm older, I kind of get it. Now, to understand this better, she tells you to name some symptoms of a dissatisfied Christian. Okay. I want you to close your eyes. Don't look at me. Don't think about hurting. Anybody's feelings, don't name people. Whoever you're thinking about, don't tell me. If it's me, really, don't tell me. <laughs> but a dissatisfied Christian, if you had to diagnose it as a disease, what, and, and, and you know, then I want you to write down three symptoms. And we're going to share them with each other. See, see if we come up with the same three. I don't know. Three symptoms of a dissatisfied Christian. And I want you to think of it as a disease, because it is. It's a spiritual disease. You're the doctor. You're diagnosing. What would your, you know, come on, us Baptists are good at being judgmental. <laughs> what, what would be three symptoms? Well, that would be one judgmental. Mm, there you go. There's one. That's a good one. That's not one of the ones I had, but I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> she says, you just messed her up. <laughs> okay, everybody got their three symptoms? No, I don't. Okay. No. Well, while you're getting your three symptoms, I'm going to go tinkle. Because <laughs> I've had two cups of coffee and one at home. When you tell me to do something, I can't. I can't think no, no, of what I know it. I can't think fast enough. Quit cheating, <laughs> Jimmy. Let us cheat. I got two. And your mother-in-law is too. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Same piece of candy I got. I need some more coffee to melt my candy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I can't think of nothing. Do. I picked up first of mine. <laughs> okay. Kim gave us one. It was judgmental. So y'all not allowed, you know, if I ask, I'm going to ask you to read <clears throat> yours off. If you got judgmental, that's fine. But what I'm saying is we may have come up with the same things. We may have all come up with different things. It's okay. All right. What'd you come up with? Um, uh, usually it's a pew warmer. They're, they don't want to get involved in any anything. And I mean, not just... Apathetic or li yeah. lack of involvement. Um, they're lack apathetic towards others. Like, mm -hmm. others might come to them for prayer, want to come to them for prayer and stuff, but they don't, you know... But then if you do something that they don't like, then they... Yeah, it... <clears throat> they don't want to respond they, to the They're apathetic towards others, but they're prideful in themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, okay. And then... They think... They, they think about their problems more than anybody else. Yeah, and then usually these people, they, you don't feel when you're in their presence, because as a Christian, we're supposed to be different. You don't feel a warmth 
come off of them or a joy or content or just being content in their presence you their presence is cold you don't enjoy being around them because you don't feel that love of God just they are not one of those people them. that you just want to be around because the spirit shines from them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they probably actually make you uncomfortable uh, okay is that that's my three that's your three okay Kim What's your other two? I don't know. Oh, come on. Like, I came up with one. What am I going to do with that child? Linda. I said evil thoughts. I I had bad two days. Bad. Yeah. I I wasn't very good Thursday. Okay, so you said what now? Evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Yeah, that now that, well, now we all have that at times, but yeah. Yeah, they're going to have evil thoughts because they're just grumpy. Okay. but <laughs> um, They're just moving all the time and can't be still. Okay. Do you have Do you have another one? That, or was that I, I done wrote it down when she said hers. Oh, okay. Ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> she judgment. took yours. I said judgment. It's mental. Judgment. Judgment. Okay. All right. Uh, Rinda. Okay. Um, I, I, it seems to me like someone would think that why don't God please me instead of me having to please God? You know, God's not done enough for me, so why should I love love? No, that's very good because we're going to get into that. I don't know if we'll get into it today, but that goes into the idolatry part. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, like my yourself, neighbor's which, got this yeah. big fancy house and car, and I'm down here with this little shack. Why ain't you blessed? Yeah. Whose fault is that? Yeah. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. That, if you're and, not where you want to be, it's your fault. Well, remember, it's like I said we have a tendency to look at material things versus spiritual mm-hmm. things because we're human we look we humanize and that's part of that idolatry thing and we'll we'll, we'll get into that later that's not what where we're at now but that's mm-hmm. good um well i put down losing your mind losing your mind <laughs> yeah there's some people that lose their mind when they get dissatisfied yeah they take it out on other people mm-hmm. oh temper mm-hmm. Temper, or are you just talking about I totally? Don't know what she's I don't talking know. About. People go kind of crazy. That. I understand what she's talking. It's a form of jealousy. It's a form of contempt to up for other people. Like what you know, the they've got it, and I don't. You can let this stuff build up in your head. Evil thoughts. And yeah, they overtake the 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 overbearing. The, they're overbearing and the jealousy and the evil yeah. thoughts mm-hmm. overtake it. Like when I was it. growing okay. up, we had this neighbor. If Mama got a refrigerator, well, this one had to go get her a better refrigerator. Okay, that yeah. that's and envy. Yeah. That's what that is. Because, that's, I mean, everything that we got, and it was a necessity for us. Yeah. And we was in a trailer. Well, she had a big brick house, hardwood floors and all. But when we got the trailer, she had carpet put all through her house. She had new appliances. I mean, everything was just upgraded. So it's just like whatever you got. And like I said, it was a necessity for us. But for her, that's, yeah, that seems. The blueberry from VeggieTales. The Miss Madam Blueberry. Okay, (laughs) but um, that one, yeah, no, that's pretty good because we're supposed to take every thought into captivity. Yeah, that goes back to that verse. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mindy. Uh, I love Jesus. I'm so proud of you. I'm glad you love Jesus. That's very good, sweetheart. 
That is something we're supposed to do, Mama. I think this person, usually, they also, they chase after other things, other than God. Uh, like, the idolatry thing comes up. But, like, they, um, they get tired of God, and so they want to move on to the next big hit. Always oh, searching. Yeah, or use God. That's the only time they want to talk to God is when they want something. Yeah. Okay, I think we all took another... We all went down a different road from each other, but we kind of got the same point. Now, I'm not certain if I went down the same road or not, because at the time I originally wrote these down, I was at a different, because I got this far, I was at a different phase. So, um, I had said, uh, because, because I was thinking more about something else at the time, but th see what you think about this. Illness with family or others, you know, just constantly being an mm -hmm. ill, grumpy, never happy, never happy about anything. Uh, constantly complaining, constant complaints. Um, a lot of, a lot of depression. Um, now I know depression is. That kind of person. The glass is always. Well, it's on, on its way just being completely empty. And then that you know, I mean, they, they're not just on the bad side. Everything's always bad. Well, the sun's out, so it's hot. Well, it's raining, so can't do nothing. You know, I mean, there's there's a rainbow in the sky. Hurts my eyes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, everything. This is what I'm talking about. So, see, mine took a little explanation, too, because otherwise it sounds... Like just someone who's like being depressed and sad. Well, I think but it's something you have to actually describe more because if you just name off stuff of a dissatisfied person, it it doesn't mean they're spiritually dissatisfied. Yeah, and this, this what I'm talking about with this is, um, so like like there are some people that. There are some people that even though they they work in church and they, they you know they they're put saved, on a front. they're good people, but they put on a front. They're people that put on a front. There, there and are, so you think that they're satisfied. You think they're a satisfied person yeah. with their life, but spiritually, they they're dying inside. Yeah. They're well, they're rotting. There, I have known people that you know. Um, well, let's put it this way: they thought they had a gift of service and they served in a certain area. And they were so miserable serving, and they were so miserable that every Wrong time you were around them, you just, everything was bad. The rainbow was bad, <laughs> you know, because um, the gays have taken it over now, so we can't have rainbow. Look, Noah had it first. <laughs> God did it first. God did it. <laughs> I say we claim it back. But, I mean, they can't find the positive in anything. And they just make you miserable <laughs> to be around them and it's like uh that, i'm sorry guys that's not god it is not of god to be so dissatisfied in life and everything in christian that nobody can stand to be around you if nobody can stand to be around you look your depression is so bad you need some medication <laughs> Or your relationship with God is messed up. <laughs> okay? Maybe both. <laughs> um, and some people do have more of a sullen personality. Look, my son 
When he was younger, I used to tell him, look, you have to tell me four positive things today. I don't want another word out of your mouth till I hear four positive things. I don't care if it's that you like the color of the room. <laughs> because he used to, he used to could be, he was just, sorry, he was just like my dad. Is that why your eyes are getting big? He was just You're getting like, closer, closer. He was just like my dad. And, and my dad could be that way sometimes. And they both had this, this, grumpy kind of personality. Some people have a grumpy personality. But, I mean, he could get on a binge and it just go and go, and I would be like, you are driving me insane. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it before I bury you alive in a box. <laughs> um, that was a Bob Newhart thing. I could, you'd never think that came out of him. But um, anyway. Because um, he was so quiet. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the Bible uses the word soul in a number of ways. So we're talking about soul dissatisfaction. One of those ways um, to refer to this non-material, this living part of us, is our soul. And when we speak of a soul hunger, has your soul ever just been hungry for God? When we talk of dissatisfaction, we are talking of soul hunger. Your soul is hungry for God. Um, you know, talks about the deer panting and stuff. There was a time in my life where I, I, I honestly think I must have been not as satisfied as I should be as a Christian because I couldn't understand what they were talking about, about your soul being hungry. Um, either I was just real satisfied or I was unsatisfied. Um, we all go through times. You were of, stuck. We all go through times of um, a rut, a soul hunger. Um, and we can become dissatisfied in that rut or soul hunger. Um, we're, it's a need of spiritual satisfaction. Now, well, that's when the devil creeps in to a Christian, and either they, he either makes you complacent so you don't grow, and you don't help others, or life becomes hectic and you don't turn to God. Right. Let's look at, uh, I agree with that. Let's look at Isaiah chapter 55. And I thought I had marked it, but I guess I didn't. Where did my glasses go? I keep losing. I just have to go to three ways just to simply keep up with it. Okay, so go to Isaiah chapter 55. And I do kind of recommend, y'all may even want to, since we've been studying Isaiah more with Steve at night uh, on Wednesdays. When did Isaiah that he went to? Anyway. Mm -hmm. I need, I need uh, y'all to <coughs> read back through this chapter and think about it even after we close because you're not going to have time probably to, you know how Isaiah is, he goes on and Are on. you reading the whole chapter? We're not reading the whole chapter, but she focuses on the whole chapter. So you might want to actually, we're going to read the first two verses, but you might actually want to read through the whole chapter and mull it over, okay? It's not going to kill you. Read your Bible. It's not going to kill you. Okay. <laughs> um, who wants to read verse 1? And then somebody else can read verse 2 in Isaiah chapter 55. Mm -hmm. Come everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters, and 
You without money come by and eat. Come by wine and milk without money and without cost. Wherefore do ye spend money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which satisfieth not? Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good, and let your soul delight in itself in fatness. Okay. And then in three, I've got this underlined. She didn't go into this part, but, but it seems to me to feed into it. Incline your ear and come unto me here, and your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Okay, look. Your soul is hungry. And a lot of spiritual dissatisfaction comes from what we feed it. Okay, it's kind of like, it's kind of like my problem with gluten. I want it, you eat it, but it's not good for me. You don't want to be around me when I've had too much gluten. Stinky. <laughs> you also, also, my tummy is hurting. I'm kind of grumpy. Um, I, like I said, I've recently discovered that this skin rash, recurring skin rash that I thought I'd got rid of comes back when I get too much gluten. So I just have a lot of problems with it. But it makes me a grumpy person. Well, when you don't feed your soul good for you foods for your soul, and you, you only feed it strife and discontentment and obsessions, uh, idols, then you tend to, you know, you are what you eat. We've always heard that. Well, your soul becomes like you feed it. If you see a dissatisfied Christian, they may be trying to feed themselves works versus time with God. Works don't, works come from satisfaction, true works. They don't satisfy. Yes, we want to, people to be able to recognize God in us. But if your works, you got to be careful what your God is. If your works are becoming your God, you're going to be, oh, you're going to be ill. <laughs> I met a few dogs. I've probably been that person. It's like you can't do God any favors. Yeah, God's God. You can't be God. You know, um, <clears throat> if you are doing what God wants you to do, you might get weary, you might get tired, you might get burned out at times. But overall, you're going to be satisfied in that. There are times that God's going to tell you to come apart and rest. You know, where we get dissatisfied, I find out too, is where we're not listening to God. There was a time when God told uh, us to come apart, basically, and rest. You know, that was the hardest thing for Steve and I to do. We're doers. We're doers. And it is hard to just be still and listen for us. It, it's hard for me to be still, period. <laughs> so that was... But... When you listen to what your father tells you to do, it's what's best for you. And it feeds your soul. Now, whether it's a busy time, because you should have your busy times, you should have your quiet times, you should have your times where you're just crying out, God, I, I don't get it, fix it. But your satisfaction, your real abiding satisfaction, not your happiness, your contentment, should be in God. Now, as females, we tend to let it be our family, our job, our husband, our kids. It's very easy for us to get focused and become obsessed with something that becomes our God that's not God. 
Um, what does God freely offer his people in Isaiah 55.1? If you break it down, just what, what is it that he's offered? Well, he'll fill, <clears throat> he'll fill your needs. He'll fill your needs. Water and food are basically, he's talking water, food, wine, milk. He's offering himself. He's offering himself. He's, he's offering. the bread of life. He, he's the, the well that's overflowing. He, so he, he's, he's got. So he's comparing what he has to offer. Well, he gives you what you need, not what you want. Right. I mean, he'll sometimes give you what you want, but your needs. Yeah, but then again, there's us accepting, us willingly taking it mm -hmm. in, rather than, I can do this or such and such on my own. Have you noticed how many times in all these lessons I gets in the way mm -hmm. of God? Yeah. I. Such a tiny word. It's one letter. Well, it's the biggest idol that gets in the way of God. Yeah. And it creates all the other idols. It really does. Well, just like Steve's always saying. That pride. <coughs> pride went back to what? I. I. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. I. 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 Sometimes if we could just do away with that. But basically, he is our soul substance. And we know that. As Christians, we know that. So how do we get so messed up? I, I think it's when, it begins when we do what verse 55.2 says. Why spend money on what is not bread? Um, it's okay to want some downtime. It's okay to like to read. I love to read. It's it's not okay to become so obsessive over your reading, over this, over that, that you have no time for God. And we all have found ourselves there. New baby, new grandbaby, you know. Uh, it's so obsessive over it that you have no time for anything. So obsessive over doing a good job with the kids. I get obsessive at times that you're not making time to be with God. If he's your sustenance, if he's your best friend, are you allowing yourself some time with him? It's so much time with your husband that needs you that you never make any time for God. There's got to be some time there, guys. Now, and I'm not necessarily even talking about quiet time. You do need quiet time. But I'm talking about time to listen a little bit and realize what God is telling you. Have you ever been so busy doing God's work that you have trouble just stopping and listening? I have. You know, one of the devil's biggest tools with a Christian to get them off track is to get them busy where they can't listen. I've been there. When I become dissatisfied, when I realize I'm becoming dissatisfied, if I look back, I'm busy. And I'm so busy that I haven't taken a breath and just sat there and enjoyed God. Have you done that lately? I don't need to know. You need to ask yourself this question. And this is something I found uh, in a movie. I wrote it down over here. Um, Overcomers. If you haven't watched that movie, oh, you need to. Oh, it's so good. 
And he asked a question in it that was just, <gasps> wow, who are you? Sounds like an I question, doesn't it? I want you to take a minute. Um, this isn't quite the direction I was going, but hey, this is what God's got for you today. Who are you? Write you down a note, jot you down a note. Who are you? If you had to describe yourself to somebody, what's the first thing you would say about yourself? And this got me. Oh man, it slapped Steve. Steve and I said, ow, ow. It slapped us upside the head, ow. You know, who would you say you are? Now get that, close your eyes, don't look at me. Get it firmly planted in your mind, don't tell me. Okay, now do you want the answer of what the very first thing you should have said, which should be? Okay, I didn't say it either. So, mm. hey, if you said it, great. A Christian. A Jesus lover. A beloved daughter of God. What's the first thing you actually said? That wasn't it, was it? it was, <laughs> that wasn't it, was it? If that was it, hey, you're doing great. If that was it, give yourself a big pat on the back because you did better than me. <laughs> and I went, because oh, then in the movie, the guy asked him basically, you know, he's in a hospital bed, he's dying. And he asked the other guy this, and the other guy, you know, said all this stuff, and it sounded so good, and then he mentioned Christian. You know where Christian was? It was about third or fourth down the line and um, he said who's supposed to come first ow <laughs> ow my toes hurt <laughs> and Steve and I looked at each other and said oh that's good oh did you just get slapped upside the head I did <laughs> he said ow <laughs> I looked at him and I said, ow. <laughs> if you can remember nothing else I said today, that's it. That's so the satisfaction. We have more of it going on in us than we realize. And that's what is wrong with a dissatisfied Christian, the whole heart of it. That's why there's so many dissatisfied Christians in our churches. Who are you? Who are you? I want the first thing that comes to mind to be a beloved daughter of God, a Christian. If I have to be totally honest with y'all and myself, that was not what I said when he was asking this guy this question. This guy lists like a coach, a father, a good husband, a Christian, a Sunday school teacher, or this, that. Uh, I forgot what all he said, you know. He even listed his job before his family. And he didn't think, he, didn't, he was a good man. He wasn't a bad man. And I'm thinking, what did I just do? Because I think first thing I said was a wife, a mother. I said things like this. It wasn't bad things, but it's like, ow. I didn't do that right. <laughs> um, 
that's where our dissatisfaction comes in. The first thing should be God. The first thing should be God. The first thing should always be God. And then all the satisfaction will come. All the contentment will come. You're still going to have problems. But that, you know how I told you one time, I have to pray, from time to time I go through these periods where I have to pray for joy. I finally figured out after this lesson really what God's trying to tell me what that is. When you get to that point where I do, where you have to pray for joy, for God to restore your joy, to fill you back up, guess what he's doing? He's satisfying your soul. So if you want satisfaction, here's my take on it. Here's what I get from all this. Pray for it. Pray for joy. Pray for God to fill you back up. And if you're not full, you haven't asked. If you're not full, go back and ask yourself who you are. And whatever you're putting first of that list, even if it's something good, you might be putting it ahead of God. And God gave us our spouse. God gave us our family. God gave us our job. God gave us our, I don't know. I don't know what was on first on your list. Strong woman. I like that. Uh, but that shouldn't be first. This is how. That now I'm old enough to admit this. Now I've done it and messed it up enough times to admit it. When I first read this, I didn't get it. I was maybe, when I first picked this book up, I was still older than you. I honestly just didn't get this dissatisfaction thing. How many of you have gone through times where you just didn't have the joy of God? You knew it wasn't radiating from you. It wasn't coming. Well, now you know why. Did you ask for it? And who are you? Who are you? Now, if, you know, mom might say, I don't know what mom said. I have no earthly idea. I'm going to use you as an example. Just deal with it. <laughs> she might have said, a German. <laughs> I might have said, short. You know, I don't know because you're describing yourself. Look, the first thing you should be You know, just saying that makes me feel satisfied. Does it make you feel content? It does me. Does it make you suddenly feel content? Do you suddenly just feel warm all over? Except for my hands. My hands are cold. <laughs> but do you? The contentment that she's talking about here is not an emotional contentment. It's a soul contentment. Um, do I have a Lexus in my garage? No. According to Creflo Dollar, I'm not a good Christian. I'm not content. I'm not doing it right. Would I like to have a Lexus? Yeah. Uh, do I care? No. It's not first on my list. Uh, some of these televangelists, I just don't get where they get some of this doctrine. Um, I don't get where they get their contentment. Hebrews, the word, what, wait a minute, what time is it? Because I'm going to find a stopping place. Ooh. Okay, what time... We, we have left here. Let's go over a couple of things real quick. Let's hit them in, because they're important. The Hebrew word for satisfied is sabah. Sabah. 
it's I, I can't even pronounce it like they did because it, it on my phone it can pronounce it for me I'm going it sounds like they're spitting <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay I don't think I can spit that much okay but um, it means to have enough to be full sufficient satisfied um, I guess that's why I'm relating everything to food because this lesson, when you think about being full, you think about mm. eating, don't you? I do. Maybe I've been around Steve too much. <laughs> <laughs> but you think about being, being full. Um, the joy analogy that I have used to help myself is a bucket and it's got a hole in it. And you have to keep asking God to fill it back up. Nobody is totally satisfied all the time. I'm sorry, I don't know anybody that succeeds in that, but God, yeah. <laughs> but um, whether your your analogy is your belly or a bucket or whatever, you need to be satisfied with God, not these other things. If you fill your bucket up with other things the hole in the bottom of it gets clogged because see you constantly should be giving out the Holy Spirit you constantly should be giving out and sharing your satisfaction with God are you that's making God recognizable that goes back to last night's lesson are you doing that I do that a good bit that's I don't do it all the time but nobody does a dissatisfied person is that person you don't feel warmth in their presence. Because when you're satisfied, you should be overflowing with God's spirit and God's love. And people should want to come to you for that comfort and that feeling. And to see that something is different in you. Because we're the Jesus that other people see. That's true. I tell the kids that all the time. I told y'all that all the time. So, yeah. But, uh, I'm glad to know you listened. That's um, one of your favorites. <laughs> Do you tell Trent that? No. That's right. He thinks that. But, okay. Um, we tend to seek satisfaction in the wrong places is what our problem is. We become downright dangerous to others when we're dissatisfied. Have you ever had a bad, you know, you have bad weeks, bad months, bad days. I had a bad year when mama was so bad. I mean, it was a bad year or two. <laughs> uh, when your mom was bad, there are times that are bad. That doesn't mean you have to be dissatisfied with God. When um, we don't abide and try to find our peace, our contentment in Him, our circumstances will overwhelm us. And yeah, we will need anxiety medicine or something. <laughs> um, but you can't use your spouse. You can't use your children. You can't use your job. You can't use your reading. You can't use your hobby. You can't use your motorcycle. You can't use your car to be your contentment and your satisfaction. That's the big thing here. Now, God never intended other earthly relationships or needs to be our deepest fulfillment. He intended to be our deepest fulfillment. Um, women, how many of us have known 
women that have tried to, and we see it over and over again. We say they can't, it's the ones that we say can't pick a good man to save their lives. Mm -hmm. And what the problem actually becomes, the reason they're having so much trouble picking is because they're picking. They're not allowing God to pick. Their focus is on, they, they would say it's not, but somewhere deep down their focus is on finding a man. Okay? Because of the type they're finding. They're trying to find happiness in that relationship in him. Yeah, you want happiness, but this is the problem. Your satisfaction, your soul satisfaction should not come. I'm sorry, guys. I love Steve. And I've probably been guilty of this at times, but you can't, you cannot let your soul satisfaction come from a man. Your soul satisfaction has to come from God first. And then he will build that relationship. He'll give you that right person. Um, I tried to tell a young lady the other day, uh, she keeps picking me. Oh, I mean, she likes bad boys. You know, and I'm sorry, but there ain't never been a bad boy that was worth keeping. <laughs> they might be sexy as I'll get out, but you know what? They're not worth keeping. And most of them aren't worth shooting because they're so selfish. And I've seen it over and over again. Um, and I've, uh, I've watched her with her and her kids. And I told her, I said, and, and she, of course, she had another marriage has failed. And he ain't nothing but trash. And she's actually a real sweet lady. And um, they don't treat her right. They don't treat the kids right. Talking trash in front of the kids. He's left her for his girlfriend. I said, baby, if God don't bring them, you don't need them. It's that simple. I tried to instill this in Bree. I think maybe I succeeded. Well, I think the if God is, don't bring them, it's better to be alone. Well, I think the problem is is that what we don't teach women. What? That it's okay to be alone? That it's okay to be alone. That you yeah. don't have to be married. God never said... I, I mean, in the beginning, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Okay, we've multiplied. Yeah, Okay. If, if God doesn't send a man, it's okay to be alone. Mm -hmm. Because you, you have the perfect man in your life already. You have God. Oh well, I remember when I was growing up. It's important for a girl to get married. Yeah, so that that was so. And in the South, we still teach family. that. Not well. And I think the problem is, is we need to teach to. girls to love themselves and to love God first. first. Mm -hmm. and, first. and then, if they are to have a, a, a husband, God will send that godly man in their life. Do you know it's not a sin for a woman not to get married? Do you know that, Linda? Right. You're not sinning. It's I mean, okay. I mean. It's a lot better to be alone than to have married five and twenty different times. Well, it's like the world doesn't teach that it's okay to be a virgin. It's okay to be a virgin. The world teaches like, oh, but we don't. You're 16 we, we and don't lost teach your virginity. That. How dare you? Yeah. yeah. And we don't teach them that anymore. And we do, And the world definitely doesn't teach them that. Uh, we don't, and this right here, we don't teach, especially girls, but we don't teach anymore. We need to teach the boys and the girls that they've got to be satisfied. They've got to find soul satisfaction in their Savior first. And then 
they've got to find with the boys that woman whose price is above rubies. Yeah. That godly woman that God I think that's another and with the we girls teach boys what kind of woman to actually look for. You know, and I mean were and you looking for that when you found yours? Men can get I abused. I wasn't looking I was in a bar. I wasn't looking for that. Men can <laughs> get abused by women just as easily as a woman can by a man. They're just not and, gonna come out and say it. And and then they'll keep going after those relationships. And little boys need to be taught how to be gentlemen and, and treat right. women with And I respect. think the problem is, is that we don't let the first lesson be God first. Yep. And it's because of that one question. Who are you? If we will just realize who we are and what's supposed to be first, then when we were teaching our children when we're answering other young women that ask us questions. How do you handle it? Linda, God might send you a young woman that says, how do you deal with being single? That's okay. Pure you're joy. Allow, you're, allowed, <laughs> you're allowed to talk to her, but it's okay. She doesn't have a man she has to get mad at. Let's say, go fix my wall. I frustrations out on Scotty. <laughs> she's stuck with Scott. She's well, got a, she's to got a kid. I've, I've tried for a year to get John to patch a hole in the wall, and he's yet to do it. That's my frustration. Well, see, Linda just calls a handyman Peyton. She don't have to do well, it. So that's about like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Linda does it herself. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's what about More like Denise tells me because before her daddy died, Mr. Freeman. He told me, he says, promise me you won't give up, so get, try to get her back in church. That was his one of his last wishes for Denise to get back in church. And now that uh, Barbara yeah. can't come, she won't go. She makes excuses. I keep telling her, I said, you need to be, bring Barbara back. Well, she's got where she can't want to get out of the house, so she goes down there and stays with Barbara so Stephanie and him can go to church. If she can't get out of the house, why am I seeing her back? Captain D's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, that's and just other what she's. Places. Yeah. But you uh, can go everywhere else. You uh-huh. But that's yeah. one of her last. That's the way you know. It's just an excuse. Uh-huh. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, because we get, she thinks about work twenty four seven. I mean, even when she went to uh, Florida last year, her mind's on work. Yeah. And I tell her, I said, you need to get your guy. I don't need no man. I said, well, yeah, you do. I said, somebody to be there with you to help do stuff. I don't need no help. I can do it on my own. And that's her frame of mind. I said, well, you need to get your hobby then. Because her mind's set on work. But her daddy wants her back in church. And I well, still see, pray for her. And I keep asking. I don't pressure her like I used to. Because just about every other day, I said, I'd like to see you in church. Bring Barbara. And I got where I won't hardly say nothing. But every once in a while, I'll bring it up again. But... She's so content with what she's... Well, even if you don't start out correctly, you can find the soul satisfaction by realizing who you are and realizing who you're supposed to be, (laughs) okay? Um, You know, God didn't condemn the woman at the well. And what did he say? She'd had, what was it, six? Was it five or six? She had five husbands, and you're living with the sixth one, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay? He's not your husband, but you're 
he knew everything. But he didn't condemn her. He didn't condemn the woman that was caught in adultery. He got on to them, I guess you would say. He told them to go and send them, or he told them, he taught them. And she found what she was looking for. She found what she'd been yearning for, that void she'd been trying to fill with men. And I and find a lot of women that are trying to fill that void with men, with a baby, with, you well, know, whether they're married or not with a baby. That's what we're, we're told to fill the void with that your biological clock is ticking. Well, the, all of these things are important. They're really important to us as a woman. So it's really easy for the devil to use these things that are very important to us against us and make that become our sole self-seeking purpose instead of God. Now, what, you know how it talks like if you seek the kingdom first and all these other things will be added unto you? Well, it's true. I find that over and over again in my life. I find it true. Beth says she finds it true. I find it when I've got my priorities right and I'm seeking God first, a lot of other things just fall into place. What am I supposed to be doing? What is my ministry supposed to be? Um, lately, God has been bringing me, and I guess that's why this, God has been bringing me these young women. They just keep showing up, y'all. I'm not saying, God, give me more young women to witness to. <laughs> I just keep getting these young women, and most of them have screwed up their lives. Most of them have, you know, men, 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 men. Uh, they have one or two kids, may have never been married, or may have been married, and they're miserable. They're miserable because they're alone, or they're miserable because their kids are going through that rough stage where you just want to pinch their little head off. Whose fault's that? It's their fault. Mm-hmm. It's actually their fault. Because while you're sitting there worrying about needing a man, wanting a man, got to have a man, there's children sitting over in the corner crying saying, Mommy, Mommy, here and, I am. Well, see, but see, the whole problem becomes not just that or their job. Everything's about their job to well, the exclusion of God didn't say they couldn't work. No. It does not say that. But it's to the exclusion of God and therefore, it becomes to the exclusion of their family and their children and everything else. Mm-hmm. Our focus has to do with our satisfaction. Where is your focus? Who are you? Do you well, see why it's such an important question? Everything's got to come back to God for everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Your marriage, your your job, your, your happiness, everything. Because without God, there's, there's nothing. Well... Because I, he created everything. If you take God away, there's nothing. Well, it looks like we're not going to get too far past this point. So I'm going to finish this page, and then we're going to kind of stop. I, I really had intended to get further, but, well, well it never works that way. Okay, what do you think a truly satisfied person would look like? Um, she gives some different things here, you know, but what, what do you think a truly satisfied, soul-satisfied person looks like? I mean, what are some... Well, we're really not ever really satisfied because we keep wanting more. Well, we're human. We're made from dirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm fine I mean, to say like, that helps me remember. To me, it's just like, uh, all right, rich people, they got all this money, but yet they more, more. It's more, you bring it in. 
So we're always seeking something. I think that's like what I noticed when I I'm like in the presence of someone well, that, everybody that's that. a soul-satisfied person. So you see it in their eyes and their smile. And it doesn't have to be a big smile. It's just, it's like it's, it's stuck at the corner of their eyes and their, their mouth. And it's just, it's there. It's those people that they may live in a shack or a cardboard box, but you just enjoy being around mm -hmm. them. It's well, not what they have. It's not... It, it, well, it is what they have, but it's not what they have materially. It's not what their job is. It's not. It's just something about them that, oh my gosh, you just want to be around them. They just make you happy. You they crave, walk in the room and you just feel you like You crave smile. what they have, <laughs> and you should realize that craving that you have is you're craving God. You're, you're, uh, yeah. you're they're bucket. I asked for, for prayer for but... She was just so godly, such a godly woman. She she had everything in God. She the last time I saw her, she was in probably horrific pain. But you couldn't see anything but smile on her. She had said that day, she said, I beg God, take me, I'm ready. Let me go. She was just that satisfied, that at peace. I'm so, well, I've seen a lot get there with their sickness, but now... And when time is ready and you're that peaceful, yeah, that's a good thing. Well, um, here are some attributes that she kind of, or that I kind of agree with. Now, so for, we've got, the person is open, they're very giving, um, they're happy, they're content. Uh, and, you know, they don't come off as just being miserable all the time. <laughs> I'm not saying they're not happy, but, you know, they don't come off as being the most miserable person. Um, they're patient. I don't know how I do with that, but they're patient. <laughs> they're optimistic. They don't, they might see the bad stuff that's going to happen, you know, as we get closer to the end times, but they're optimistic that God's still working in the world. You know, sometimes you can be patient, mm -hmm. but it runs out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, that's when we really got to dig deep. We really, oh, we really got to dig deep. Um, sometimes I think, mm. though, we try to be too patient, even after God said it's time to let go. And it's not true patience. It's just faking it. You're faking. You're wanting. You're wanting that person. You're wanting to help that person because you see them needing God. Yeah. And it makes you angry. Yeah. But God's like, give them to me. Well, you remember what I told you about that weird little empathetic gift that you and I seem to have inherited. Um, that when God tells you to let them go, at some point. You, it may be because you've done all you can do. He's going to bring somebody it's else. It's really hard to let them go. Yeah. To but let, it's, it's hard. Let that patience, that's not truly patience anymore, yeah. <laughs> to go. Yeah. But, well, you know, that's like I'm asking y'all for prayer for Greg. I've had to let Greg go. He don't listen to me anymore. He listened to me about the six-month thing, and that's the last time he listened to me. He thinks so. You know, that's George. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm real patient with them, but then it gets on my nerves. 
<laughs> I mean, you know. Well, and we're not think about it again. He can't really help it. No. But it still gets you. Well, now, what I had to do with my mom, because I couldn't lose my, I, I couldn't keep patience with her all the time because she would get so mean, so mean. Um, I had to, uh, I had to console myself with kind of what you are, that that's not her, that becoming someone else, she can't help it. That's that angry person that lives in her head. That's how I referred to it, and that helped me with it. And I had to, uh, I had to do a lot of praying and crying out to God because I was miserable during that time. I can't say that I would have called that contentment or soul satisfaction. I told God during that time that I did not understand why she had to go through this, why he couldn't just take her home before she had to completely lose her mind. Why did I have to suffer through this? I mean, I talked to God about it. God can handle your your feelings. What's bad about it, you can't tell them if they're not doing right, you know. Well, with Mom, I could if I got yeah. mad enough because she didn't remember 10, se ten minutes later. You can't tell him nothing. Yeah. You can tell him anything. Well, with, with her, there, yeah, there was one time we had a really, really bad argument before I got her in assisted living, and that was when I realized I, I was trying my best to find an assisted living, had not found it yet. I told her that uh, it was not my fault that she was going crazy. And I didn't really mean to say it, but I had had it that day. She had been so mean. I mean, the stuff she had said and all, she might well just walk me upside the head. I think she actually had tried to that day, so <laughs> so um, it, it was it was bad. But I did content myself a lot with prayer. I will give myself that. I contented myself a lot with prayer and a lot with you know. I gave it. I did give it to God. I said, God, you're gonna have to do something because I'm going crazy. You're gonna have to show me what you want me to do because I, I'm I'm not dealing well with this. <laughs> not not doing it here and and he did it's just that when you're in those down times in those valleys we don't recognize that as a contentment in God but if you're relying on him and abiding in him that's still a type of contentment it's not a happiness no you're not always happy that's why I don't equate happiness with contentment well, God's not going to let us go through something that he's not going to be there with us. So regardless if we were happy or not, let's just say we're waiting on you. Yeah. And, and see, he's going to get us. He's going to get us there. And you notice it calls it satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Now, you can be completely full and be full of beans or broccoli or cake. Uh, cheesecake, <laughs> but uh, you know, and you can be satisfied. But there's satisfaction. There's some satis times that you're more happy with your satisfaction than others. Does that make sense? But your dissatisfaction in God, when you start blaming God, that should not become someone else's cross to bear.
And I'm not certain at times during that that I didn't become Steve's cross to bear because I, I think it kind of messed his nerves too. Now, I want this is your assignment. This is your assignment, and we're done because it's time to go home because <laughs> there's no way to get into this other part without starting a whole new thing. Um, now, a dissatisfied person is, uh, is better. They're focused on themselves instead of others. They're even better looking. They're self-centered. They're feel fearful. They're not relying on God. They're not relying on God. So I want you to go back to a time when you know you had soul satisfaction. I want you to sit down and think about it and write it down. Write it down and put it in your Bible. Because did you know being able to go back to that time in your head will help you with recognizing what you need, whether it's what you need to study or if, if you don't have it, it's time to go back and pray for joy again before you get so stuck in a rut. Does that make sense? Um, it's it's like, we'll say like this morning. It's good for yourself. <laughs> I've been wanting to get out and do something for a couple of I'm usually, I don't mind staying home because I've got all kinds of hobbies and stuff to do. But it's just like right now, I guess because of the weather, you've been stuck in, can't get out. And, but this morning I went out on the front porch taking pictures of the birds and enjoying And it's just relaxing. Sue's, oh, what is it? Anyway, Soothing. Um, and it's just a joy just to sit there and watch him go from limb to limb and... Yeah, I like to do that too. Um, and I try to go outside, but then he says, what are you doing outside? <laughs> well, but it's just, like I said, it's just so relaxing and to just take, you don't think about all the problems or nothing. You're mm -hmm. just in the moment, just... You're gonna have to take your moments to relax somewhere between home and church. Stop at the park or something. Because, because this, the, he does amazing want, things that I have. It might be a blessing are, in disguise that he doesn't uh, want to get out of the house. <laughs> headphones that are so oh, like yeah. no Is sound. Like yes, they're headphones. Yes. Then he gets mad. I've got before I use my headphones on. He's going to get mad regardless, baby. Yeah. <laughs> when I go with him in the car, well, he actually drives sitting next to me while I'm driving. But he drives. There's a stop sign coming up. There's another stop sign coming up. you got to make a right turn up there. Yeah, you go this way. And sometimes it don't bother me. I said, yeah, I know. Stop sign's coming. Then you know it just gets. This, this might be one of those times for anxiety medicine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll let you. Jim's got his son while you were at it. First thing, he said, "There's a stop sign right there." Yeah. Well, it's just like thirsty. You get the assignment right. Now I gave y'all the assignment. The assignment is for you to go back to a time that you had that soul satisfaction. I actually had written down two because I had thought of one that had that was very personal and then I thought of one that was definitely uh, more God-centered. Um, that we're done, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.